winner chicken dinner. Ooh. Well, we got a big pod, two-parter. This is part one. And it was really strong. A lot of quarterback talk. And let's just say this. If you're an RJ needs to be brought down to size guy or gal, this is the show for you. And I took it with grace, I'd say. Right, AJ? Mm. Sorry, I was drinking water. I tried not to spit it out. <laughs> you don't think so? No, you did. Not really. You, you, sp- well, you, spun it, you spun it to where it was a positive. I spun it to the truth. Yeah. Bro. That's what I try to do. Well, here's some truth for you. <laughs> you ever hear those bad segues people try to do? Like, they don't really read ads or whatever. And they'll be like, speaking of the sun. My, my buddy Ross does this all the time on his podcast. He's like, speaking of the sun, Labette Blue is like the best beer to drink. Speaking of football, <laughs> here comes, well, this actually applies. NFL, last chance to get the discount on the season. So last week, and the response was strong. Thank you. Thank you. And I think it all is going to work out for you guys. On the season package, both sports, it was a specialized get college, get pro. This is for the NFL only. We let you pick what you want. You don't want college, you don't have to get college. But if you want to get the cheapest price on the NFL, this is your last chance. Here's the coupon code. Kickoff50. Kickoff50. All one word. You use that once you go to pregame.com, hit buy picks in your shopping cart. Once you decide what you want to buy, kick off 50, 50 bucks off. Now, who's done well in the NFL? Last year, Goodfella, who you hear his name again and again, almost 40 units just in the NFL, 40 units. Dave Asler, you hear his name again and again, 35 units. The Hitman, a younger guy, he specializes in props. Someone feds, you're, he gives you stuff, you give him stuff, but you want to keep it flowing, so you always say nice things about the hitman. I love the hitman. If Fez kisses their ass, you want their picks. That's what you need to know. Almost 30 units last year just in the NFL. And then Fezzik, two-time Super Contest champion. We know for sure is there's no doubt about his expertise in the NFL. Some would say he knows more than me. Others would say RJ knows more. But the fact that's even a conversation means Fez knows a lot. Wouldn't you agree with that, Fez? Yeah, I think what happens, RJ always knows more than me, like August 1st, but by, by like the end of September. I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. I don't know. I, well, listen. well, you see, you're not doing baseball and WNBA and the like. So during the summer, I, I think you get you I'm get not, the leg up you're on doing me. A good jo- you're doing a good job identifying why I know more. Doesn't necessarily, <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean that after that. But here's what I know. I think we had an idea about having a contest in which we have to pick every side all year, mm-hmm. understanding that's pr- – and if we look at the, the net point differential of all the games, all season, that might be the way to tell. Oh, I what like, do you think of that? You know, I, I like it, and I, I also think it would be fun to pick every game before the season started. No, like get, get get the games of the year lines. Well, that's and just where your that's where your ignorance would 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 have. <laughs> or, or let's, just, let's just say not your ignorant. My superior knowledge would somehow be muted. Why don't we flip a coin for each game? <laughs> <laughs> and plus, we got to get away where veto isn't in your ear all the yeah, time. Yeah, veto is important though. But I guess that's why you're so good. The fact that there's even an argument means you want to have Fez. And that's not all. I mean, you have someone like AJ, who last year had a shockingly good best NFL season of anyone on the pod. All right. So it's usually right now, it's, well, it is $549. You can get 50 bucks off, $499, and it's going up. It's going up. So this is a last chance. 
coupon code KICKOFF50. Now, I usually don't do two, but this one's so amazing. $20 of bulk dollars gets you $100. Who authorized that? We only do this like four times a year, and we limit it one per person. It's funny. We talked about geolocation on the second pod today. This is an example where we spend like 10 man hours of people trying to get different, like they try to get this offer like 10 times, different accounts, different shenanigans. It's so good, and we catch them, and we have to reverse it. Mm -hmm. It's a big hassle. But you know what? Fine. But here's what I know. If you can have one with no hassle, and there's people fighting to get 10 of them, you probably want the one. 20 gets you 100, no tricks, lifetime. This thing will last as long as, well, not as the earth is here, but as long as we're in business, which will be many, many years, these stay active. It's not like you got to use them in a month or use them in a week. Most certainly, any time between now and the end of the year, and even the next year, et cetera. Okay. So let's say you're someone that doesn't typically buy picks. Let's say you haven't even registered a pregame.com. You go and you register. It's free. It takes a minute. A minute. You get $25 just for registering. So now you got $25. Buy what you want with it. You can buy that tomorrow, next week, next year. Then you put $20, bucks and you get 100 So effectively... You have $120 for $20 or $125 for $20. What does $125 get you? Five different best bets. So now throughout the year, Fezzik's got his game of the year. Okay, use it on that. AJ's got a big college. Use it on that. It's almost like unless you hate, I've never said this before, unless you hate money, unless you hate winning, this is a great offer. What were you going to say, Fez? You might get mad at me. No, if it helps the customer, I won't be mad. They can buy my Weekender package. Okay. They get all access, $99 typically we sell it for. Mm-hmm. So they can, they've got enough dollars with mm-hmm. the $20 to get the 100 They get my Weekender. Guess what happens with me? We, we get all my baseball for the weekend, mm-hmm. all my WNBA, and you get access to all the football I've released year to date. Wow. And you've got a lot of releases. Now, here's the one caveat. And, again, we are fair, but, we, again, we don't let it, we don't let, we, we, we don't want anyone exploiting anyone. When you have the um, the bulk dollars, actually, you could do this. I was thinking differently. Um, what happens sometimes, based on how you buy the dollars, you get like a 25 at a time, and you can only spend 25 at a time. Actually, in this case, they would get 20, get you 100, and you can spend that 100 however you want uh, all at once. Okay, so let's think about. I don't even. This might be too good of a deal. The only cautionary tale yeah. is obviously after you release it, some of the, not all of them, but some of the games have moved a little bit, not a lot for most of them. But you so, still think there's value? There, oh, absolutely. There's there's That's value. What matters. Yes. It doesn't matter some fantasy number that someone on the radio says they had once. It what matters is is this a good bet today? Exactly. So think about this a second. All right. If you want the whole season of Fez, and, and those same thirty some picks are available there, you can get fifty bucks off. And it's kickoff 50. But if you want to spend just $20, so think about that. 20 gets you all of Feds, all the preseason, or all the full season long bets. Made to date. And this is a great way to pilot. Maybe you've never bought me before. Maybe you've never bought someone else before. You just want to kick the tires and see what I'm about. Boom, this is a great way to do it. It's a good point. Either way, the 20 gets you 100 is a no-brainer. The Feds option is great. It's a smorgasbord of value. You know why? That's why we pregame. It's not even a debate. Longest pick seller that does it the right way. I mean, these places come and go a decade. They think it's been a while. No, no, no. We've been selling since, what, 2005? It's almost been 20 years. 
big companies try to take us down, it doesn't happen because we got the truth on our side. Every pick ever made is documented. You can see it up there. No hiding anything because we got winners. And like we said, the big winners in football recently, Goodfellow, Essler, Hitman, and Fez obviously is a stalwart. Enjoy the show. And uh, we talk about this in the show later, but we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, including for the first time ever in a couple weeks, we're going to pick all the playoffs. Each of us, we're going to have our famous, and it's an annual show, one over, one under, every division right before the season starts. Stay tuned. Enjoy. Extravaganza this week on the Dream Preview. And we got a full house to my right, AJ Hoffman. The best NFL record last season. AJ, AJ. Upsets happen. That's why they play the games. That's why they play the games. Steve Fezzik, two time Super Contest champion, back to back. He knows the NFL. Scott Seidenberg. You have any Super Contests? No, but Fez also has South Point contests too. Yeah. People always forget. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> what were there, eight people in the contest? They're ni- 92. Uh-huh. I'd say that one. I had two entries, and they both they both won. They tied for first? Three-way tie for first. My two entries and one other dude. What no, were... two other dudes. There's four-way tie. What year was this? 2008. So- it sounds prestigious. They put my picture in the paper. It sounds prestigious. <laughs> <laughs> was it the mugshot? No, it was actually, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think they photoshopped it. It looked all right. Were you holding a check? Like Do you a mind if check? we an- announce the other people on the show? One was named Chris. I can't remember the other guy. No, no, no. no the no. other people on our show. <laughs> <laughs> the pod that we're all here for. <laughs> Just turn my mic off. It's like, it's like Steve Fazig, and then, the, you know, he gets a two-time Super Contest. You know, actually, that's not my full bio. Can, can we make sure to get back to that? <laughs> Sorry, Scott. And no super contest either. Nope. <laughs> I was saying me. No, I actually tied for first in one, but I wasn't that involved in it. But at my, you know, I was in it. What was that, 2003? We had it in the forum, right? So we had in the forum early, early. Mm-hmm. And there were like four or five guys, four guys, I think, that were good NFL guys. So they each got to pick one. And then the fifth one was some combination, and Mark actually was the named person. So Mark's, you know, got the check and we distributed it. I don't ever claim it because I didn't really make the pick. I didn't make the picks, but it officially, you know. Mm-hmm. So Mackenzie zero, Scott zero, AJ, though a one percenter. And the last yeah. man standing, like that's as good as you don't don't like kind of like act shy. That's I think if I would have won, it's the best you. Well, yeah, but it's the best you. I wish you won, but we <laughs> we were stuck with what we got. The that's best it. you've got, but still one percent is pretty good. That was good. I was proud of that. Now is the um, the coast properties? Are they doing anything? I mean, I'm hearing there's less contests this year. They'll be the last man standing again at at um, station. So AJ can do. It's like King of the Ring. They put everybody in. They start throwing people over the top rope. So you're trying to diminish his his. his uh, Not at uh, all. You said they just put everyone in, and who knows? They do. It's like a bunch of coin flips, and someone wins. No, they they that's put up, they rem- put they put zillions of people in the center of the ring, and the last man standing wins. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's you're saying it's random. It's like the it's like the main event now in the World Series of Poker. Yeah. 
Exactly. Thanks, Fez. Feel good about that, Adrian. <laughs> You're one of the hoi polloi, yeah. as they say. Mackenzie, a Yale graduate. That's good. I mean, you're almost 40, though. I mean, maybe you got to get something else on the resume, huh? That's why 80% of Ivy League graduates get a uh, graduate, lead, graduate degree, which I did not. So I got to get something else. You said that smooth, though. I mean, so the, way, the way you said it. <laughs> well, listen, when a guy hits 57% in the NBA. Over three years with a big year, sample two size. Years. Three years. Three. McKenzie? I've been a pro for two years. That's I what, had a good season to become a pro. Doesn't matter. Was it being tracked by our system? I had a fan account, yeah. No, no, no. No, that's fine. That's fine. But what we're saying, listen. It's like when you have amateur fights and you turn pro, your record resets to zero and zero. Exactly. And here's the other thing. It's good. It's encouraging that, and we should talk about that occasionally, is not only the two documented years of pregame.com, but a prior year as a amateur, he also won. That, that's meaningful, not the same thing, because that's actually shenanigans touts will play, Fez. I, I mean, being around the business as long as I have, I've, I've seen all the scams. Well, many of the scams. There's probably some scams I don't even know about, which is scary. But think about it this way. Let's say you were going to want to go pro. You would start four or five different, let's say, form postings. But one would be at site A, one would be at site B. It's all documented. AJ is the real. AJ from Texas. It's something a- like that. AJ gun owner. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. AJ Second Amendment forever. And or AJ Biden for president, you know. <laughs> um, and then one of them wins. Well, guess who goes pro? By AJ Biden. Biden wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Survivorship bias. So who knows how many different things McKenzie had? I mean, we know he's got... But what's more significant, it really doesn't matter the number of years, it's the trial size, that there's a large number of trials. Although, personally, I'm much more comfortable with he has that two years instead of... I'd rather see, all things being equal, a 400-game trial, 200 one year, 200 the next year, than 400 all in one year, because the game changes and evolves. It's it's more impressive, in my opinion, to do it over a two-year period than a one-year period, even with the same number of trials. See, I would have thought it'd be the opposite, because if you're saying things change... Well, why would some you're saying being able to win over multiple years is a sign you're able to go with the flow? Exactly, like you can right. Learn as you go, like a What's mutual change. <laughs> it's like a mutual fund manager that, can, that 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 has a, turns a profit when the market's going up and when it's going down versus the you know the overall indices. So let's think about because that which changes started taking on an iconic status. Let's let's recall exactly what we were talking about, right? So I think there was one originally, then there was a second that was so on point we used. So the Brock Purdy or or the um Trey Lance. Trey Lance one was one was that the original? That, it yeah. had to be. Because I thought there was something oh no no no. It was the it was the Zion when it came, what his trade value called. Oh, you're right. That's what it was. That's when the phrase was born. I was using the same logic with Trey Lance. (laughs) I totally forgot about that Zion thing. I mean, nothing's changed with Zion. Yeah. (laughs) What's changed? Uh, that's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> like, like, but what you it could have a Coke Zero can with that on it. What's changed? <laughs> what you could have is like a dude who looks like he's 22 and he just played in a mural basketball, let's say, and then you got a 35 year old. The head, you know, hairlines back, and you just have two stick figures, but one's not quite a stick. <laughs> What's changed? Too accurate. Too accurate. <laughs> All right, we got a big quarterback show here, and what are we doing? More McKenzie here. 
Mackenzie, who did this? Where did this come from, what we're doing? The Athletic. Uh-huh. Mike Sando. <laughs> Strong work, Mac. I what's mean, changed that you can just nail that now? It was like a 65, but I'll take it. You know what's No, for you, on a curve, that was excellent. <laughs> now, I mean, literally, what was it, AJ? 12, 15 times he kept saying it wrong. It was tough. I mean, it was like, my sign off from the athletic. <laughs> and he's like, why, why not just say the athletic at some point? Like... <laughs> Anyway, I've become a bigger fan of Mike Shando. And Shando. He sells seashells by the seashore. He almost redeemed that. I thought, what's he saying? And yeah. It's some kind of like thing like Peter picked a peck of pick Exactly. All right. Thanks, Fess. Um, when we talk football, we'll turn your mic back on. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if Fez had to do like a stand-up routine, like forced, like, like he was in prison. They made him do it or something. Yeah, well, it's like a fantasy football punishment. Like we, we had some punishment. <laughs> he has to do like five minutes of an open mic, but like a live stream. We yeah, stream it live. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That would be a reason. People to pay start, a lot of money for that. That'd be a reason to start streaming. Mackenzie, what? Oh, you getting your Mike Shando stuff? He, <laughs> ah, he's listen. True enough, though. Mackenzie does uh, have a a very Impressive. That's the only thing you can call it. NBA documented results. Crazily, it's not that far from the season starting. A couple months. They don't get much time off. But anyway, Sando comes out with his quarterback tiers. Now, what's that? Well, how does he get them is the first question. He polls 50 executives in the NFL. Some of them are GMs, head head of scouting, coaches. So it's a cross-section of perspectives and they ask, how good is this quarterback? How good is that quarterback? All the starters. And then he has tears. This is the 10th year Mike Shando's done it. And we've got a history. Like, for example, Aaron Rodgers, starting in 2014, the first year, 1-1-1-1-1-1-3-1-1. This exercise likes Aaron Rodgers. Now, <laughs> what's this year? It's not one. It's not one. Now we've got Patrick Mahomes. Somehow, he's ranked number one with a perfect score. Now, why are we going to go over this? Because we just did a quarterback draft. And we figured, okay, 50 NFL executives, they know what they're talking about. Let's compare where we drafted the quarterbacks to where the executives ranked them. And we'll see who maybe has an edge in this competition. So we're going to go in reverse order of performance, so the worst to start. And unfortunately, and I don't like saying this, but McKenzie, worst score, he was 18 slots worse. I mean, that's, that, that's terrible. It's, oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's horrible. And listen, we're not, he's not an NFL expert, so let's not blame him. McKenzie minus 18, not 8, 18. If you randomly picked four guys— how, how far minus? I guess you'd be further minus than 18. I'll do you one better. If you get the first pick and you pick Patrick Mahomes and then you pick three random guys. <laughs> that brings up a very interesting point, actually. Which <laughs> remember, makes it even more impressive. Remember that point because it's going to become pertinent here in a minute. But <laughs> all right, Mackenzie. So you did have Mahomes one and so did my Shando. Next up, you had, let's see. Oh, okay. You had Brock Purdy. That was a disaster. 14 slots worse. You picked him 10, 24, 
on the Shando. Now, what we're going to do is let people either, let's think, what words do we want to use? Stay, fold, surrender. Uh, so, uh, stay, surrender, or double down. Sure. All right. Now, are we talking about our side bets or just our original draft picks? This is going to be one that there's really no real consequence to. We're just going to, like, it's we're one, not making anyone double down. But you just yeah. want to know where you feel, where you're I, at. Yeah. Because just for the idea of being ridiculed, it's going to be just the original slots. Okay. Because right. really, I have numbers on our side bets if you want them. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. All right. Hmm. All right. So, what do you do? Do you surrender? Do you stay or double down on Brock Purdy at 10? I'm glad he's on my team, but uh. there's no way I should have taken him at 10. I probably could have got him at 20. So, surrender. I, think I surrender. You, you could have got him at 24. But, yeah, 20, I guess, is the last. You could have got him at 21, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, surrender. That's fair. That's reasonable. He learned. Now, is it just what? You wanted to defend Purdy because you're an underdog, he's an underdog, like, you know, the Mr. Irrelevant? Was it that? Yeah, it was probably 75% that. Because I also noticed that, like— to me, if I were you, I would transfer every ounce of equity I ever had in Trey Lance into Brock Purdy. Because Trey Lance has caused you to take such a beating. I mean, it's probably been more than half of the pain you felt work-related in the last you know, two years has been Trey Lance. Why not finally say, I'm rid of that guy. He is what he is. If he does better somewhere else, great. But I'm a Brock Purdy guy. But somehow you were defending Trey Lance more than the 40. It seems like you have more affinity for Trey Lance than you do for the 49ers, which doesn't make any sense. Those who don't know, first cousin Kyle Shanahan to McKenzie. It's true. Um, can you explain that? I don't. I mean, I really love Brock Purdy, and I've been very vocal about it. His second career start, Thursday Night Football, Seattle Seahawks, he threw one touchdown in the first quarter. And I'm like, okay, he's Tom Brady. This number 199th pick again. Let's do it. Let's do it. Next 20 years. I mean, I was that guy on Twitter. Then why still why still holding on to Trey Lance? Because I think he's good, too. I don't think he's gotten a chance. I think he's going to prove something. Now, you know, if you had been RJ, I don't want to speak for RJ right, because I do too much of this. But you see, RJ would have spun this like a sorcerer. <laughs> he would have been like, you know what? I know Trey Lance was nothing, but I knew the Niners had the best squad in the NFL. And I wanted – and I knew that Trey Lance was going to likely be the starting quarterback. And that's why I supported him so much. And that's why I'm back in Purdy because, really, I'm just bullish on the Niners. And it all would have tied together nicely. Ooh, I like that. And you could have said, and listen, it's nothing personal against Trey Lance. The fact he hasn't be, been able to thrive in this environment, that's an indictment of him. I can't really be supportive of that. I wish him the best as I turn my back on him. But <laughs> it now, just wouldn't be true. It just wouldn't be my true experience or my feelings. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. We don't understand why Trey Lance is someone you love so much. How many, how many minutes of Trey Lance playing football have you ever watched? How many has the world watched? Exactly. So how do you, how, how do you think that you, your opinion is uninformed? Yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's, it's never been about what he's put on tape. It's, I mean, it's been it about what? Been the concept of a guy that uh, is very cerebral, but also very athletic, but also very young and already, like he knew how to call plays, how to call out uh, offensive line, um, I forget what they call it, but he used to dictate the offensive line at 18 years old. Like no, no one does that in college until the year four, year five. He was very, very uh, something I was impressed with. Some story you read in some article. Yeah, by uh, uh, AJ's guy, Lance uh, Steve. Well, Zerline. Zerline had that, yeah. Okay. Let's be honest. We have no idea if that's true. And 
also at 18, so he was doing it, what, in high school? Or, or in 19, North Dakota? Whenever, yeah, whenever he started, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we know very, let's be honest, we have no idea how cerebral he is. I mean, I've never heard him think, man, if he didn't play football, maybe he should be running for Senate. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but I, have you been impressed by, by his intellect? I've got no sample size. Yeah. Although, And even having said that, it's like I'm watching the quarterback, you know? Yeah, so yeah I, we know. So I see Mahomes. And literally, he's like going through the plays with his wife, and he's like he's like analyzing it all, and it's like he's like an MIT grad. And then he's on the playing well, field. There's a lot of these brilliant quarterbacks. And then he's on the playing field, and all and he has a vocabulary of four words: big, good rush, big dog, nice hit, big dog. Sometimes he says, "I'm like that." Says, I like he, that. He's, he says, "I'm like that," or "I'm." I, I'm I got film. That's what I do. So, Fez, real quick, is there any power ratings adjustments from this week's quarterback show? Oh, I know because we had trouble. The material was difficult in 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 session four, and we didn't get all the way through it. All right, well, remember we're we bogged gotta, down we gotta with gotta that study. Power rankings. So, Mackenzie, what we now know is it's a big question if he is intellect or um, cerebral, and we now know for sure he's not athletic. I mean, he is not an athletic. He cannot run without getting hurt. He's like you ever see you ever play with those guys in basketball. That, that no matter what, they're going to make sure someone twists their ankle. They're so uncourt. They're putting their feet in mm-hmm. the wrong place. That's why, like, not that I'm a pro, but professional basketball players hate playing with amateurs because there's some. They're going to be in the wrong place. They're going to yeah, probably MMA is like that, right? It's very difficult tr- when the n- the new guy comes in the training room with guys who are like have fought. And and Trey Lance is like that guy that's not supposed to be on the field. He runs, he goes the wrong way, he, and he breaks his ankle. He gets exactly. A you go up for the jump shot, and the guy, the little guy, comes in underneath and into your legs. He, you know, he just, just, just it's an yeah injury way. That's to happen. Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, there's no sense that he's athletic compared to NFL quarterbacks, right? Well. He's very fast. He's very strong. But you know how you talk about Tyreek Hill? He's how do you know how strong he is? I mean, I don't know. He's he's big muscles. <laughs> I don't I really care. But uh, Tyreek Hill is like the fastest and the quickest. And all of his moves are like like a ballet dancer. No, he there's a guy, there's a guy in the Giants fast. that's faster now. Yes, 24 yeah, miles Jill per hour. Yep. Who? Jalen Hyatt. But, yeah, I, but I bet he's not as quick. Speed doesn't mean anything. Right, exactly. Trey Lance has the straight line speed. He's not the runner that we thought he was. True enough. True enough. And by the way, Trey Lance not on ranked any he's ranked with me meaning there's no no ranking for me as a quarterback in the nfl or trey lance no great point average no, exactly <laughs> all right now mckenzie minus 18 one zero with a big minus sign sometimes in excel it would be in red with parentheses different ways to present it it's not good minus 18 all right next dak prescott mckenzie gets a plus score plus two plus two dak all right Thoughts on Dak? Surrender, hold. Uh, wait, uh, it's uh, stay, surrender, double down. You know his QBR has gone a lot down since 2016, 2017. I'm actually a little bit more bearish than I was, so I'll say surrender on him too. Damn, damn! I, I, I mean, was your best one. I would have stayed there. I would have stayed. But like, well. like it's not. I, I, I probably would have rather had Jared Goff, but it's not a big deal. I don't think I, I don't think I'm many slots off with with Prescott. Okay. Next up, and finally, McKenzie takes Jordan Love, which is a full six slots too high. He took him at 20, and 26 is where he ranks. What do you got, McKenzie? I'm, I'm fine with him. The other choice was Stafford, and win total-wise, just expectation-wise, I think Love will have better stats whether or not he's a better quarterback. All right, so minus 18 for McKenzie. The next person, also minus 18. 
and it's me. Oh, Minus no. Seed. <laughs> well, uh, minus 18 is not bad, though. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest with you. All minus 18s are not created either. This is a good minus. Yeah. I, I mean, McKenzie had two of the four quarterbacks that were either tied with the rankings or better than. I went 0 for 4. Not one of my quarterbacks is even equal to its ranking, his ranking. Now, Mike, does have anything to do, just to recap? Yes. Like, like when we went through the first round, we snake drafted, and uh-huh. you were at the end of the first round, uh-huh. and you started cursing right before you made your fifth, the fifth pick of the draft. Remember that? You started that? cursing right when I made the well, third I was Because here was the thing. I was thinking there's a chance, there's a chance that someone wouldn't pick what I consider to be the top five, or top four, mm. I'm sorry. And I really didn't want – I thought I was at a slight reach. Not a reach, but it was – I thought my number five, which was Trevor Lawrence, was a about where he should have went. He could not went early. If someone can't go earlier, it can't be that good of a pick, mm-hmm. right? So I think it was the best pick there, but it, it was a neutral to me. You right? thought AJ was going to take his man Herbert, but well, he, no. But he, Remember, like, there was a trade. RJ was but, supposed to have the sixth pick as well. There was only he, a trade because because AJ didn't take Herbert. Correct. And I didn't yes. want Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And had you gone against your personal beliefs and taken Herbert? You'd have better than than minus six or eighteen. You'd, I I would, but again, that's where guys like me can perform at the highest level for decades in this business. I get it. Is because I have my opinions. I don't have many of them that I buck everyone, but I am with the guy. C- can we pull up our reference point to his uh, his character? This fellow isn't the kind of guy I want on my team. Now I should say this about Herbert. I don't want it mistaken. I would, if I was picking as a GM, I would take Herbert seventh or eighth, let's say. I'm not saying he's not worth anything. I'm saying I think he's overrated by a few slots. And here's why people say quarterbacks' uh, wins are not a quarterback stat. That's a big thing in the analytics community. But I don't think Tom Brady performing like he does in the biggest games is random. Tom Brady played better in the playoffs and he did the regular season. Peyton Manning played better in the regular season than the playoffs. Is that just low sample size? I don't think so. So I think there's things about Herbert that causes him to underperform based on his talent that are always going to be there. Am I sure he's never going to win a Super Bowl? No, he very well, I bet the odds, that's interesting, Fez, half a Super Bowl over under for Herbert, what's the money line? Let me ask, what what are the charges right now? Like 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl? That sounds right. Right? What is it? So we're implicitly pricing them for a 3% chance. Four, I call 4%, right? I think they might be a little better than that. So if we, that means there's a 90, so there's a 96% chance they're not going to win. You know what? You take 0.96 to the next 10 years, I think you're still going to be well above 50%. All right. So let's think about this a second. Chargers are right now 23 to 1. Uh, they're ranked, uh, they're tied for ninth. So, okay. So what you're saying is because of the VIG, right? It'd be like four or, you know, a little more than 4% if, if not for the VIG. So we're saying it's going to be three and a half or three even. Right. So let's, let's use 0.965. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance they don't win this year? And let's assume it continues. So take 0.965 to the 10th power. There's a, chance they're, there's a chance they're going to have... A really monster team one day, but possibly. But every but every year that goes by that they don't win the Super Bowl means it's less likely that they're going to have a monster team. So let's do point nine six five to the tenth. Let's right, give them so ten to years. To the third power gives them a, about eleven percent chance. 
in the next three years. Okay, so we're at 0.89. Yeah, and then we're going to go times 0.965, and then that's going to be an 80. So this is the chance he doesn't win Yes. in four years now, 86.7. Yep. Huh, that's going to be some lean years for you, AJ. Times 0.965. And oh, what's that number? It's 83 and a half. So now it's, that's five years. So multiply by another 83 and a half. All right. So times 0.835. So in 10 years, there's a 69.8% chance he doesn't win. So a 30, only a 31% chance. So under a half looks good to me. Now, how's the math on winning seven Super Bowls? <laughs> <laughs> Do we really think that's random? No, I don't. I don't. And thus, and let's just give a little context for those that didn't. This is something that came from the professional scouts who are paid to ascertain how good people are. One scout told Bleacher Report's Matt Miller in 2018, Herbert was, quote, quirky, not really a leader of men. Others said that he was, quote, soft and immature. Uh, moving along in the article. That's enough. That's enough. Okay. Oh, we got to get, like, a little kid, like Sleepy's little girl. Like, I guess he's getting older every year, but I, what is she now, probably? Third Probably, I know, she's like... She was 11. eight, maybe. She's yeah, 11. eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, just to have them like, like have like various kids read various parts of the Herbert scouting report. <laughs> Is then, he too fragile? <laughs> and then be like, that doesn't sound good, does it? You know. Like, <laughs> I mean, so I think I'd pick Herbert eight or ninth. I just think he's way overrated. By the way, Herbert is number five in the Strando list. Okay, so Trevor Lawrence was uh, actually two or three slots off. They had him eighth. Now, let's think of the people that I could have had that I didn't take. All right? So Aaron Rodgers, and he's the shocker here. Rodgers is fourth on this list. We didn't take him until ninth, and Scott got him at ninth. Boy, I should have maybe taken Rodgers over. Jeez. You don't like Rodgers. I, I don't. I don't. I but at some don't. point, you like him. Well, don't you don't, Lawrence has an up arrow, and Rodgers has to have like a, at least a slightly down arrow. Yeah, this reminds me of my days at the track. No doubt that those are both true. But there's times I always would bet that I always like closing speed. Like I had a guy over there who really knew what he was doing. He, but, you know, he still struggled to make money. He goes, hey, he, he comes on like man of war. And I'm like, man, a war was like some horse in the 30s or yeah. something. He's like, how in the hell do you know that? But <laughs> when he finally lost, the horse's name was Upset. Okay, I uh, was that man that, a war he beat though. Yeah, that's why it's but, called pulling an upset. Okay, uh, that's good. No, that I I was aware of that generally. I didn't mm -hmm. know it was man a war. Yep. Um, but man a war was the best closer ever, apparently. Mm. Better than Mariano Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Well, the cutter was outlawed at that point. But but what would happen all the time, it'd be, it'd be, come on, come on, come on. And then, no, didn't nip him at the wire. Just doesn't nip him at the wire. I started thinking God was against me. Like, <laughs> there were so many races that were within, like, a foot, and I was, like, 2 and 18 on That's the That's a Dreyfus line, right? <laughs> God likes me. He really, really likes me today. You know, I, it's just, I'm embarrassed to say this. I've never seen that movie. What's the name but, of it? Yeah, the... It's the it's at the track, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that. I should. I should. I've never seen. It's it very either. well regarded. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Richard Dreyfus. Uh, it's like it's, there's three words in the name, like cut it loose, or but it's not that. I think if I'm remembering right. Um, I'm thinking maybe '85. Let it ride. Yeah, yes. that's mm. it. I should have known that one. Yeah, let it ride. That's supposed to be good. Have you seen it? Asia? Never seen it. 
That's interesting. Scott, have you seen it? Never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Mackenzie, have you seen it? I have not. So we got six people at uh, six, one, two, three, five. Five people in this podcast, and none of us seen Ladder. I've seen every game. You want to do some homework? Apparently, next not. week's pod, we'll uh, we'll have a breakdown. No, next June. Okay, that's a slow, that's a, we're past slow season. By the way, next couple weeks. All right, so let's plan this now. The week before, so the off week, effectively, there will be the last preseason games, and there's an entire week. Then, then it's game week, right? The off week, we will do a full season preview, in which each of us have to pick one over and one under in every division. Love it. All right. The week before that, we're going to do something. We have to pick overs. Yes. Well, yes. Right. But everyone else does too. Fast. I get a best bet. And I get the exactly, normal bet. Exactly. Yes. And maybe just to make it even for you, Fez, I'll make all my overs the bet. No. We'll yeah, say. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. The week before, we're going to pick some medley of the playoffs. Who's the division winners? Who's the wild cards? We'll do a point system. We don't usually. I'm going for perfect. I'm going for all 14 playoff teams. We'll see. Um, that will be fun. We've never done that before. So we'll do that the week before. And that means there's a lot of no time for let it ride. I just had an epiphany. Yeah. Sportsbook a sportsbook is gonna do this. And you've got context. Go ahead. And exacta. Mm-hmm. The seeds one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You gotta get them all right. Think about what you could pay. So is it is it gonna be a fixed payout or a paramutual? Fixed payout. Okay. That'd be interesting as a paramutual. Think too. about what the payouts you could offer to people. They'd all bet it. Scott would bet it. That is interesting. Like the idea of these slots and how it's it's inherently such a gigantic payout. If you say like rank, you know, like the super factor, fourth, first, ultimate first, same right? game parlay. Yeah, the but, seven teamer. But here's the difference: in a lot of these jumbo payouts, you don't really have a sense of what you're even picking. Here, you really can have an opinion. If I said rank the tops, you know, the seven seeds. And who they will be, everyone's going to be able to say, well, they win the division, they win the division. I think they'll have a better record. And then who has the three best records? Right. It's going to be a natural handicap. Hmm. Maybe we'll do that. Or even just, yeah, like you said, just pick the playoff teams, the seven. No, no, I think we but, put, we pick put them, them in order. order. It's really cool. And then we'll see how many slots you're on. And, and the, yeah, that'll be interesting. You like it? I like it. All right. I mean, what you can bet right now, you can bet the exact result. Which is only the Super Bowl finalists. Yeah, so but you can't bet like, and those are already jumbo payouts. Oh yeah, of course. The thing I like is is the inherent if you're picking four, five, six, or even and there's different ones. You could have pick all the division winners. Yeah, that by itself would be jumbo, right? Yeah, well, you can do that. You can parlay them. That's interesting. The sports books allow you to do yeah, that. Yeah, and we're saying that the book is missing a, a marketing opportunity to make that prominent. Yeah. You know, the idea of saying what those payouts are. There are bets on, you know, like DraftKings, FanDuel, the like, that allow you to do it within the division. So you can pick the division order and you get payouts yeah, based like on the division order. Me a fa- if you don't mind, mm-hmm. as we're going through this, you just quickly pick the division winners and see what your payout would be. Okay. It'd be an eight team. Parlay, right? Yep. Yeah. That'd be, and you don't have to give the picks yet if you don't want to. I just, it'd be interesting. Okay. Continuing in my uh, disagreement with Mr. Sando. <laughs> right. All right. So my next pick was. Well, are you, uh, are you hold or. Oh. No, no, no. I, I don't want to double down because I think I went a little high. Well, I, I did the best I could. I'm going to say stay pat. Okay. Stay Damn. pat. All right. Next up, number eight, I had Tua. Somehow he's ranked 
17. First of all, that's crazy. Let's see who's above Tua. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's better than Tua? Hmm. Anyone want to bet our blend of uh, QBR and what do we? Oh, we use PFF grade. Uh, 50 each. You want Wilson? I'll take two. No, thank you. I don't think so. And I'm as down on Tua as anybody, probably. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. So. Mr. Sando. Maybe these maybe these GMs, these scouts are taking into account Health. injury risk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. You um, don't think they do? How, how, I don't know. How do you do that? They say how good the quarterback is. I don't, I don't know how. Well, I mean, is, would Kyler Murray be 13th on this list if he didn't have injury issues? Well, let's think. Last year, I mean, luckily we have our numbers. He was 14th in 2020, 12th. In 2021, 13th in 2022. Yeah. It seems in line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, Kyler should be higher than that, but there's a lot of. You old... mean he's worse than that? No, think... I think he should be higher. Oh, oh, better. Okay. What do you think? I think Kyler Murray's like 20th in the NFL. That's just my, my first instinct. That's obviously uh, not sharp of me. No, no, but what I'm saying is. Fez, I mean, it seemed like when he was healthy, there was never a doubt. Like, the thing about him is when he got banged up during the year, he'd play and was hindered. Yeah, but I mean, when he, was, he was borderline top 10. Yeah, I think when, right? he, when like, he was healthy, yeah, I think like he's, 10th. Yeah, I think certainly. But, but you would agree there's nothing in year one or two of Tua that said he's going to be elite. Well, there, I mean, there wasn't. Well. Apparently, and again, I'm not one to make excuses about, like, oh, he didn't have the right receivers. I, I, I think Joe Burrow has shown the foolishness of all that. I mean, the Bengals were one of the couple worst franchises in the NFL, known for losing, known for being cheap. RJ's looking at me. And he comes in, and he changes the whole franchise. They're, they had the first renegotiation of a contract ever. They never, Bengals have never done that, what they did with their running back. And now with... Uh, They've never done, like, big, long prepayment. I mean, like, he's changing the whole franchise. I, I think guys like Stafford that want to cry all the time about how bad their team was. I don't know. The greats. I don't think Tom Brady would have sat there and just been, oh, it's the way things are. Pass me a beer. I, I, I just don't. So, anyway, I think Tua, they say, had one of the worst situations his first year where they, they didn't even want him. They had Chan Gailey in and – uh and apparently, I guess, let me think, who was the was the coach there when they drafted him? Because Tua was not a controversial pick. I mean, Herbert going after Tua was like everyone expected that. It was like five and then six, I think. That That's went. right. Remember, it was tank for Tua. Mm -hmm. was probably one of the biggest catchphrases in a long, long time. And it never hit a timber moment where we expected Herbert to go before Tua. It became a discussion. Yes. And But but I think Tua was like minus 200 to go before him. But if we if we would have said, what's right. the odds of Tua not being number one entering his senior year? Meaning, like, will Tua be the number one pick next year? I think it would have been minus money he was the number one pick. It was a reason it was oh, tank for two. Oh, huge. Yeah. Was Brian Flores was the coach the first two years. Yeah, yeah. And I just wonder, was that his first year, though? Flores. Was that Flores' his first yeah. year? No, Flores was there in 2019. Okay. They were 5-11. and 11. So why they didn't want him, that seems like a real misalignment. But the whole Chang Gailey thing as OC was was more about your guy, Fitzpatrick, 
I mean, they wanted they wanted a, a OC that Fitzpatrick was comfortable with, and they've is, changed OCs every year. Yeah. So in his rookie year, it was Chan Gailey. In his second year, it was George Godsey and Eric Studesville. and then last year it was uh, Frank Smith. Oh, on on the um, Waltons, there was Mitz, uh, the guy that ran the Mercantile, Mitz, Mr. Godsey. but his wife called him that. His wife called him Mr. Godsey. <laughs> yes. That was not an intimate relationship. No. She, <laughs> Harriet, Harriet. But no, yeah, that's right. That's right. It, but Harriet was the one on the Olsons. Oh, Mr. Olson. And, yeah, yes. and Harriet, remember? On the Little House on the Prairie. She, she was a bearable woman. <laughs> but, but then she, she had money. She, she was always lording her money over the Waltons. Yeah, good stuff. But... But again, the Ingles, I guess, and I, I blend those two shows together. You know, a little recommendation out there. This will be a quick little recommendation. If you have a girl who, you know, a, a daughter, I guess is the way to say it, and she likes to read and she likes like old time things, the famous books that Laura Ingalls wrote, that Little House on the Prairie was uh, based on, uh, are considered one of the great classics of like how to represent the representation of the old West or the old Midwest, I guess. I think it was Minnesota they were in. But she wrote seven books. And I was just on eBay looking around for something. And they have all seven of the original books, like from 71 or something. And they're like, all seven books are like 20 bucks. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think only a daughter would like it, but it's like from her perspective, Laura Ingalls. I think that'd be a, a, a real good thing to read. Thoughts, Fest? I was thinking when I was like a youth, and I, I'd read Alfred Hitchcock's The Three Investigators. Ooh, and it was okay. the coolest thing ever. They, these three teenagers that were investigating. Oh, stuff. okay. So it's like a Nancy like the, Drew. Like the kind Hardy of Boys. Thing. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, exactly yeah. the same way. Yeah. So I love that stuff. The Case of the Crooked Cat <laughs> and all that stuff. Remember The Sopranos when, um, when uh, Bobby Bacala's wife died and then Janice was involved? Mm -hmm. And. And they got out a Ouija board and started playing it. And then Bobby was mad. He goes, she's all freaked out. She's even scared when I read her a Nancy Drew at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Laura Ingalls. I got division payouts if you want. All right. So these are your eight. This is my eight-leg parlay. So, so rattle off the teams if you don't mind. All right. Bills in the east. Uh -huh. Bengals in the north. Titans in the south. Ooh, a little upset. Chiefs in the west. Uh -huh. Eagles in the east. Chalk. Vikings in the north. Okay. Saints in the south. 49ers in the West. Don't right. tell us. Don't tell us what so, the So two, two real clear non-chalks. So every chalk except for in the AFC South and the NFC North. Yeah. All right. By the way, if you parlayed every chalk. Don't tell us. Yeah, well, this guess. way, he's guessing one. Because I can give you the odds on what the all-chalk would pay out as well. Eight-teamer, lots of chalk, 45 to 1. Yeah, no. 100 wins, $92,000. All right. So 92 to 1. So, so no, that's that's going to be nine hundred twenty. Twenty to one. How can that 90, be? One hundred. Oh. A one hundred dollar parlay on my parlay pays out ninety two thousand seven hundred and sixty three dollars and eighty cents. We should do it. If you just did all chalk, so that would mean the Lions uh -huh. in the North and the Jaguars in the South. Oh, a one hundred dollar wager would pay you out twenty one thousand seven hundred and four dollars and seventy three cents. How's That's that every possible? favorite in every division. Now, how did you calculate this? Did you actually put a ticket together? I put the ticket together right here on DraftKings. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. The tickets. I I'm mean, under. I'm. I'm. I'm like. Oh, way over. I'm thinking to myself. Oh, these are more than fifty percent. But the only. The only one that's more than fifty percent is Jacksonville and yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. Well, so an eight teamer by itself. Yeah. 
is what? Uh, let's think about that. It's a thousand twenty-four for a ten-teamer, right? Two sixteen to one is true yeah. odds. Yeah. Yeah. So and now everything and, is. And what did you guess? Eighty to one. I, I'm smoking <laughs> yeah. crack. So bank. So it would go Bills plus one twenty, Bengals plus one fifty. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, boy, I can tell you. So if you could put a dollar up. To win nine, or what would that be? Nine hundred twenty dollars. No, a dollar would win you. Well, it was the one that you said ninety six thousand, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So we should do this just for fun. <laughs> well, here's what we should. You'll do. kill yourself if it wins. I am going to do this, here's and what you'll we should never do. be allowed to bet at DraftKings. Here's again. what we should. Who do. cares? <laughs> here's what we should do. <laughs> we should all, so we can get a hedge here. We should put in for everyone's predictions for the divisions ten dollars on each one. So we'll have fifty dollars. We'll all put up ten, but we'll all have a double share of our own, and then you know, and do something like that. And if we win, we give it all to charity. No, 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 no way. <laughs> I'll give some, maybe some. The it human, matters, the human funds. It matters how the rest of the year is yeah. going. If I'm down a bunch somehow, yeah, yeah. Charity comes later is my approach when I'm dead, because I figure at that point I give half to the government. Yeah. I hope I have an estate big enough that I have to give half to. See, that's demented too, isn't it? I mean, it's good. You don't have kids. And they stuff call like it. They, the call, it, they take call it. They call it a death tax. Yeah. Faz, what do you think of that? Death tax is like anti-American. I hate it. <laughs> right? right. So Mackenzie, you put it up and you got twenty-two. All right, so that's what he had on all the favorites, right? Yes. All right, so Mackenzie just did it on one of these online parlay calculators. That's a Fez. I can't. I can't imagine if you had just at on the site, you had the division winner logos, all eight in the middle, and then there's the divisions with a line drawn. So you see all the chalk, and it says $10 wins 92000 whatever, or $100 wins 96000 And then you could just move one over, and you see the payout change, and you hit bat. How much would that generate? You'd be hitting back right now, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm just <laughs> clicking. I'm just moving my cursor from Jaguars to Titans and changing you, the payout. You know, this does make sense because if you look at, if you take the biggest chuck, the average price is it's a little bit plus. Guys, you just had such a bad guess. Now you're going to score us on this? Well, <laughs> go ahead. Because it's close to like plus 110 on okay. average. And yeah. so if the true odds are 216 to 1, uh-huh. the, the odds will be a little bit higher on an 18 or than 216 but to 1. But isn't it interesting where two non-chucks Sends it through the roof. Well, through the freaking roof. Now yeah. imagine if I do the Jets in the East instead of the Bills. Well, that's you want to win, right? <laughs> have it. No, I mean it's now a hundred wins, a hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars. Now do this: just the three chalks, or check that underdogs: Jets, mm-hmm. then Titans. So no and Minnesota. So just a three-leg three, parlay. Three-leg parlay. All right. Because so, this is interesting. You just got to cut. You know who's your non-chalk? Yep. So Jets, Titans, and Vikings. Plus sixty one forty three, so one hundred dollars wins you six thousand. Collects six thousand two hundred forty three. Those are some good bets. So no, on no. my little visual, you can just act, hit an axe, and it recedes all the hel- that helmet. No, what the move there is the round robin. Okay. Do the round robin on all three of them. So explain- by twos and threes. By twos and threes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what Scott in another career of his could be like. You know how they. The word tout comes from, I think, the carnival, but, you know, it was like, look at the bearded lady, look at the bearded lady, whatever, is Scott has a great knack for, like, drumming up, because he, he, he's such the conventional batter in a way, that he's like, man, this sounds good, this is, a, and it, like, it gets us excited about it, like, you're so, like, sour feds and finicky, and, oh, you can't play the same game parlay, ah, ah, what's the odds on that, what, what's the vig, what's the straddle? Let's get the envelope out. Yeah. Turn it around. <laughs> and that's good. That's good for winning. 
but there's fun and there's winning, and everyone's got to find their point. And you're thread. spot on. And probably the marriage of fun and not playing badly is to do the round. You don't ever want to play a four-team parlay, but the twos, the twos, you're laying a little more than minus one ten, not a lot more. That when they pay thirteen to five, the threes pay six to one, so you're laying a little less than minus one ten. So the sweet spot, you pick like seven teams, seven games you like, and you do that round robin parlay by twos and threes. So you're saying six to one, not six four one, but six, six two, two one. one. On a three-teamer is a little less than minus one ten on the yeah, vague. Yes, like minus one hundred nine point nine. So per leg. So if you can find a way to have a um, a correlated three-teamer, right? Intrinsically, you can have correlation within a game, right? Total mm-hmm. side. But let's think about this. After week one, there's opinions, right? Based on the results, I believe there's correlation to those opinions. Meaning, let's say that a team wins forty to ten. The winning team, if you think they're good and it's legit, well, you also probably want to bet on the losing team because you th- the theory is they got beat, but it's not so bad because they got beat by a really good team, right? Yeah. So let's say you pick one of those two teams that now you have an opinion on, find a total in that game, find one of the two you like. Now you play that team, the total, and the other team, and you've got a correlated three-teamer. Maybe it's a slight correlation, but you got a yeah, correlation. Yeah, yeah, spot on. And I think it's it's better in college than the NFL. Because so I, give an example of how you do it. So an example would be, let's say, week one, we got two teams playing that we're really not sure how good they are. So like Ohio's playing San Diego State, right, AJ? And it's like yes. it's close to pick them. And so what happens is that San Diego, it's a close game, okay? So it ends 30-28. to 28. And you're just like, you know what? I think both these teams are undervalued. And they, we don't change their power rating because it landed close to the number. So next week, I'm going to parlay Ohio to San Diego State because if Ohio covers, mm-hmm. let's say they play first and they win by 20, you're like, oh, man, now I really like San Diego State because they hung right in there with Ohio. That was a really close game, and Ohio's good. So San Diego State's probably better than we thought. Yeah. So, so same thing you said. Yeah. No, I, I find it. Inter- but there's there's more uncertainty in college. So that's a great point. Is you, yes. you gain more from the first game. Like what you know after game one is relatively more than you know in the NFL after game one. The the, the delta because you knew much more in the NFL to start with. Exactly. In theory, right? Yes. right? Especially with the portal, how that's made things even yep. more uh, unknown in college. Okay, that's interesting. And and so really though, in the in the first week, no matter no matter how a team does, if you believe the results are telling, meaning it wasn't a random game, it wasn't a you know some kind of fun, bunch of fumbles that you you would peg both of those teams either for them or against them, right? Because any team that you have a strong opinion on in week two, you probably have a slight opinion on the team they played the week before. Because if you think a team's really bad. Let's think about this. Then you think the team they played looked better than they should have. Yep. So you want to fade them too. That's it. But now, then after the, come the third week, you can still have it. I think if you if there's two in a row that you think are telling. Let's say hell, hell Hawaii plays week zero on week one. Mm-hmm. You can bet Hawaii parlay to Hawaii, and you can bet anti Hawaii parlay to anti Hawaii when they're playing their first two games against Stanford and whoever else they're playing against. So the most of these books, if not all of them, allow you to do that with the NFL when they have look-ahead lines, right? You know, 
I, I think don't. You, I think, think so. we've talked about. I think we've talked about doing it. I think you can parlay the look at headlines, but I don't think you. Could, I don't know if you can parlay week. We got to look into that more. Yeah. Yeah, because parlaying week one to week two. Yeah, things. or yeah, because I thought we looked at that, but may and, and you. Could, but let's find out. Yeah, because we're definitely. gonna be. And that's another thing for with the, the same team or just any different team. Uh, same team. I'm almost certain you can do it if it's a different team. You can parlay one week to the next. DraftKings won't let me. Um, and you have what? I'm picking a week one game and a week are, two game. Or both of them have, are they normal lines? Or week one will be normal, or are they game of the year type look-ahead lines, which there might be different rules on. I mean, they're, they're on the same page. Yeah, okay. they're all here. Yep. Yeah, well, that's, you know, one out. You know, I think I thought it was the Westgate that we were able to do that at, now mm. that I think of it. So we'll see. Well, does Westgate have two weeks of lines up? They got all 18. So I can uh, try it. I'll yeah, just let's take, see, just see. I'll start with just two random teams for week one, too. See if yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So as we continue on here to my mine is 18, which is just a sign, I think, of my willingness to be contrarian when I have you know strong opinions. I think it's courageous. Um, what? Or it's a sign that all these GMs and stuff don't know what they're talking about. One of those two things. Listen, here's the beauty of it, AJ. Deep down in your heart, this... What, is no dice. Name? I took the first two games in week two, and they won't let me parlay them together. The first two games in the same week? Yeah. Well, then that means it's not. It's just not in the system. Exactly. Yeah. So that doesn't tell us anything, really. I mean, for the future. All right. So, any. Well, here's the thing. Be honest, AJ. Be honest. (laughs) Are you willing to be honest? Yes. Okay. When you saw my numbers being bad, you thought for the first time maybe I could beat him. Uh, I felt good about my team. See, it wasn't the first time. It wasn't the first time. Cut. It wasn't the first time. I'll say that. (laughs) When I saw the Sando list. Uh, <laughs> when we did the pod this morning, in fact, I said, oh, it looks like only only one person on the pod picked two guys that are tier one on the list. No, listen, you are great at following the crowd. Yeah. You're a lemming. And you know what? There's but a, you know what? I, I'm just going with the GMs and the scouts. Like, you're a true couch scout now. No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking at levels beyond what their little petty considerations. <laughs> But again, we will see. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I know gonna, this. You, I, what I do know, and what I thought when yeah. I heard your number was bad was, if he wins, he is going to relish this <laughs> so much more. <laughs> exactly. I mean, once you've done it all, once you've won yeah. all these contests with you guys, now you want to win as a big. It just underdog. means that he's willing to say what these executives aren't. That's Ooh, right. that brings up the point with Lamar. How in the hell is Lamar seven? But we'll get to that. Fez had Lamar. Um, all right. So, as we said, let me think here. Here's RJ, Trevor Lawrence, and then Tua. What was Tua's numbers? Uh, McKenzie, the, pro for, the way we're doing this is 50% PFF, 50% QBR. Can you give me Tua's two numbers on that in a second? Put them up on the screen when you got yep. them. All right, so let's move on from Tua. I'll talk about that in a second. <clears throat> okay. He had the eighth best PFF and the third best QBR last year. Okay, I'm going to do some math. That's five and a half. Who has had, who had better than that? Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. That's so it. I have the fourth best quarterback, eighth. Have they lost many weapons this offseason? Nope. Hmm. I don't know, Fez. What do you think? Concussions. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, there's all kind of negotiation or, or debate even about – is someone more inclined to get a concussion? They say within the first three months. 
on no doubt you have a better chance to have the second concussion, let's say. But there was a guy on um, PFF's pod that was, say, you know, professional trainer, whatever. You know, I know there's despair, disparate opinions on this, but saying, you no, know, once three months have gone by, the next reoccurrence, there's, it's no more likely. So really, he's yeah. also bulked up this offseason. So I don't know if and that he's is doing jujitsu or yeah, something. I don't know if that what, has his head. But I don't know if like the well, weight, I don't know if the weight gain and the muscle gain, I don't know if right. that's like something that like they're purposely trying to like. Well, I think yeah. for sure yeah. that's why he, because the theory was he got, th he got one of those getting thrown to the ground. Yeah. If he's able to not get thrown to the ground, mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. that helps, but maybe that causes his arm not to stretch out enough. I don't know. But I would say this, the, the quarterback or the change of OC year after year after year, you finally have some continuity. We know, is it McDaniel or McDaniels with an S? Who's the coach of the – No S. Mike McDaniel, Josh McDaniels here. It, 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 it took you guys like four seconds to figure out what I was talking about? Well, because there's a two – There's. A, it's funny. I knew exactly what you were talking about, and I'm like, brain – I didn't remember. <laughs> All right. and, and you met this guy, haven't you, yes. probably? Yeah, right. I met his – yeah. Before you got kicked out of Washington, I'm sure. In the San Francisco <laughs> booth. It was a great time. All right. And – have you listened to that Playmakers yet? Um, three episodes in. It's honestly like too good. I'm like, I'm, I'm, this is for fun at this point. I should get back to work. I'll tell you this. McDaniels or McDaniel, whatever his name is, did not come off well to me. Honest to God. If, did anyone else listen to this? Mm. Playmakers? Play callers? I would be so less inclined to hire him than I would have been before. Because he's a drunk? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, hey, demon, people got demons, man. If you put them to bed, you put them to bed. Um, though they're never really to bad. They're just napping. <laughs> but <laughs> that's pretty good. Is it just seemed like he was very passive aggressive. He felt aggrieved nonstop. Like, did you hear the crack he made about Kyle and saying, like, yeah, he goes out because Kyle had him like even after he had his drunk episodes or whatever, I think Kyle then hired him when probably other people wouldn't have. Yeah. yeah. Like, he seemed like he was like a brother to this guy. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I guess I can thank Kyle. But he goes, but, you know, he did exploit me for years as his assistant. So yeah. It, it seemed to me like a, something a younger brother, something I would say to my older brother. Like, not, this but, you guy would, but you wouldn't say so it. You wouldn't say it on a national podcast in which it's going to be taken out of context by inherently. Maybe a Yale guy should be smarter than that. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe that's just his true nature. He feels aggrieved. Don't... He, he tries to play it off as, as joke, jovial, but it's really not. What, are, what noise are you making? Like, what could be causing that noise? Just random. Just, just, just you move stuff. a different way. Let me see. Let me see if you can hear it. Going on in there. I mean, wait, wait. Let me see. Uh, this is straight out of. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's like you're practicing kung fu or something. Are you doing two his workout? Balance. <laughs> he's got chopsticks. He's Mosquito. trying to. He's trying to catch a fly. All right, I think two is better than they got him ranked. It's crazy. So you double down on Tua. Um, compared to Sandoz, yes. Compared to picking him uh, eighth, no, I'm staying at eighth. Okay, but if someone wants to bet me that 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 you take 16 or whatever, let me see. Let's get this exactly straight. Tua is 17th. Jesus, I, I wouldn't even go that far down. I didn't believe it. Yep, there you go. Yeah, I never see Tunga Velo. I just think of Tua. Okay, um, 17th. So you take 17, I'll take eight. 
So if it's, you know, if it's right in between, we tie. If it's one more towards you, you win a slot. No, not in chat. I'm good. So you agree with me, too. Yeah. I've got, well, I also have enough uh, anti-Tua uh, exposure. <laughs> well, I hope that works out for you. Okay. No, you don't. <laughs> Next up, Jared. Very disingenuous. Jared Goff. Somehow I have him at 13, and that's not good enough. 15. I got to tell you, these NFL guys aren't really smart. I mean, Fez, let me be honest with you. And, and tell me if this sounds like the most wise guy sharp list of quarterbacks if you're rank, you know, picking them in a, a snake draft. Trevor Lawrence, five. Tua, eight. Now, just think about it. Jared Goff, 13. Geno Smith, 16. It feels like, like Billy Walters made those picks. Right? Got to be honest. What? It seems like four really good appetizers. But there's no entree to me. Where's the Where's the beef? Well, but these are all relative to their perform. I mean, it's it's all about relative performance, right? Like, it, it, like you picked. I mean, we'll get to you in a second. Burrow at four. Yeah, that's my ribeye steak, Burrow. Except, <laughs> I'm confused. I I was I was picking last, so by definition. I wasn't going to get for the appetizer. <laughs> to be yes. fair, you paid money. That's to why pick you got last. so well, mad. Yeah, you had to pick fifth because be, there's only because four be good entrees. I don't want to blame him directly. As I look away, Scott was the mistake because or was my problem because he took Hurts second and I threw every and I thought one of you guys would take mm. Aaron Rodgers. It only took one person saying Aaron Rodgers over Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and then what I thought I'd get would be Hurts and Trevor Lawrence. That's what I part of my strategy is disruption. That's a nice porterhouse steak with a good shrimp cocktail. Yeah. Then, because I didn't want to take Herbert, that brings up another point. Herbert wasn't who. If I'm picking fifth, what's the chance that Herbert's not in there? Well, that's what you banked on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. odds are eighty percent that Herbert would get picked when the head of the fanboy club sitting right. Exactly here. right. Yeah, it's it's really. You know, here's the thing. He threw it off by picking Hurts again because I would have had a real decision between Burrow and Herbert. To me, Josh Allen was it wasn't a, a tough decision. Okay, so if he takes Allen, you would have. I, re- I have to make a decision between Burrow and Hurts. All right, and then Fez takes the other one, probably, mm-hmm. I, almost certainly. And then or I'm Burrow and Herbert. I don't. Would you take Herbert over Hurts, Fez? Well, yeah. I'd have to think about it. Okay. I might take Hertz just because I know you like Herbert. Oh, you wouldn't have been thinking like that. <laughs> is you're being ironic. Yeah. Uh, sarcastic. Okay. So what I'm saying is 85% of the time I'm getting my guys. Instead, I had to make the best of it. And then I'm thinking, okay, AJ wants Herbert. But here's the thing with AJ. I've told this story one time. I'll, I'll tell it again. I was when I was young, after college, there was a couple years I was back home. I was buying houses and flipping them. I mean, this is back in 93, 94. So people weren't doing it where I grew up. So I could make like 15, 20K on, like I, I buy a house for 30 and sell it for 45. And I had a crew, little crew of guys that did some work, you know. I would go up and supervise and say, yeah, get get that up in the corner and then go back and eat lunch. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, I, I started thinking the real money was in trailer parks. Because you could buy land, and there's a lot of trailer park people back in Ohio. And I'm thinking, man, that's something that's going to be like an annuity, right? Like, how do you, how does that go bad, right? If the whole area goes bad, 
so then I thought maybe I can start small. So there was this house. There was the town had literally no empty lots. Right, it's like two miles by two miles, no empty lots in the whole town. But there was one house that had a double lot that was for sale, and it was for sale. I remember for like thirty three thousand. These are low price houses back then, right? It's a bad area, or it's a uh, struggling area, and. That was before fracking. When fracking came in, a lot of things went up, right, in that area. Um, so I didn't want that house. I didn't want to have to buy it and sell it, which I could have, but I knew a guy who was looking at the house. He was in my class. He was an Elvis imitator. Bill. I would just call him Bill. Bill wasn't the smartest guy. Like he did this for money, like Elvis impersonations? No, he did it for fun. <laughs> oh, okay. That's even worse. But like he did it. Like he had a costume? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, no, that was his, called his his Monday clothes. Oh, I mean, he, he was like, oh, I mean, he didn't have a cape or anything. But was you he know. young Elvis or fat Elvis? Yeah, he was 18, 19 years. Oh, uh, I guess at this point he was twenty one. Do you 20. remember Big Elvis over at the Barbary Coast? He was like four hundred pounds. No, fat Elvis. You remember him, Scott? No, I thought that's what you're when, bringing up. When would he remember <laughs> Big Elvis? What year was the that? reference? First of all, why are you stopping my story in the middle? Good point. But let's get into this. What year was? <laughs> Was Big Elvis an attraction, or was he like some schlub estate at the sports book? He was an attraction. So he got paid. He to was be... paid by the Barbary Coast to like appear, and I thought Scott must have known him when he said what Big, year, Big what, Elvis, what 1992. Somehow, how, Scott, how old were you? <laughs> Eight. There we go. Yeah. About, how do you know about Fat Elvis? Because everyone knows Elvis in his later years was fat, and there's different you types of remember, Elvis impersonators. You don't remember they voted on the postage stamp when they were doing an Elvis stamp? Was it going to be young Elvis or fat Elvis? You remember that, don't you? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's how. It was the whole country was talking about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm turning his mic off for a second. Say something, Chris. Hello? See? Honestly, this is very deserved. There's a, there's a dwarf Elvis. <laughs> he, he's still trying. Like, but is that the right way to say that? <laughs> when no one heard it except uh, people in this room. Uh, Do you mic even with your mic off, you still want to talk? He doesn't like this mic being off. Right, I'll turn it back on if you promise to pipe the F down if we're not talking football. <laughs> Do I have to start this story over? <laughs> no. All right. So I wanted that lot. So I went to Bill and I said, Bill. Now, the lot was probably by itself worth 10K, right? Yeah, probably. Okay. I went to Bill and I said, listen, dude, they got this house for 33. I said, I'll pay you... Um, you can buy this thing, give me that lot, and I'll give you $5,000. I'll buy that lot off you. Because the sticking point for them was like the couple thousand that was between 33 and whatever. I, they didn't really, he wasn't thinking of that lot. So what I did was, I can't remember the exact prices, but it made it so he got that house for a great deal. I got the lot for a great deal because combined they were a great deal. It was just splitting them up. It was like mechanically you had to do it. I knew someone that wanted to buy the house. He looked at me and goes, I'll think about it. All right, it sounds like, he comes back, he goes, I can't do it. I go, why? He goes, I don't understand why you're doing it, and I figure you're cheating me. Mm. And, I, and it's like, I don't want to, not cheat me, but like you, you know something I don't. I go, no, Bill, you're getting the house. You own it. In fact, you can buy it and not even sell. It was like he thought I'd take the house from him or something. So you're going to buy the house. I am going to then, have, we have an agreement. I buy that lot from you for whatever the, it was about half. 
he could have sold the lot. So I'm not saying if he came back and said, you know what, I'm actually going to sell that lot myself. But what happened was because then I started talking to the owner about it, they split the thing up, but sold the lot for like 10. So they did my idea. So, which is, but he would have had a great deal because they kept the house on the market for the same price. They didn't even change it for the lot. But he thought, I can't tussle with RJ. That's how you are. That is how I am. So, <laughs> it's like if I say A, you're going to say A must be right. If I say B, you're going to say B must be right. Yeah. That's not no way to bet. No, but you, listen, you. Uh, I'm like Billy Bean with trades. You. Doing that that Fox show with you for a year put me in the like it made me scared to pull the trigger against you. So <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's, I mean, amen, brother. I like this. I like it's, welcome it's just to the, the reality party, of it. Pal. Like, I mean, you are, and there's sometimes there, I remember there was one time where everyone be quiet when he says this. You you had said something, and I was like, you said this, and you're like, no, I didn't. And I was like, I just heard you say this, <laughs> and you said, well, let's make a bet. <laughs> And in my mind, I'm sure that this is what got said. And it, like in the, I don't remember what what it was, yeah. but it was a phrase in a certain way. And I was like, "No, you like I just heard, you just said it. <laughs> you thought I finally have a bet." And you're like, "Then bet it." And of course, I bet it. And we listened back to the tape, and somehow I was wrong. And the, my first thought was. Did McKenzie somehow doctor? <laughs> did he somehow doctor the tape before he played it back for us? And I end the day a hundred dollars poorer. Like it, so, but you wanted to bet more. I actually you took did. Pity you on pushed you. it down. I took pity on you. I didn't want to like take. Like I was so certain <laughs> because when I say things, they're rooted in logic. And if what you said was contradictory, I didn't remember exactly how. I, but I knew I would have never said yeah. that. So, listen, we all got our talents. It's like if you said tomorrow's temperature here in Vegas is going to be in the 80s, I'd be like, no, it's not. You'd be like, bet it then. And I'd be like, oh, well, shit. Guess I better get my coat out. Well, that, that, that's what's great with like uh, the guy, well, well, Titanic Thompson. Like they would do things like that. But they My favorite story. Yeah, you're, yeah. you say The road sign. Yes. Is, is the guy, it was a certain town, was let's say a certain spot was 20 miles outside of like Starksville or whatever. He went at night and moved it to like the 15 mile mark. And then like months went by. And then finally he's driving back from golf with someone. And he says, look, because that's not right. That can't be 15 miles. He goes, in fact, I bet it's not. I bet it's more than, or, you know, how it was 20, but it was really 15. He goes, I bet it's no more than 17. And they bet big. And then, it, you know. So. I, I, I love that story, and I love the one where he's playing golf three straight days with his buddy. Okay. And there's always a farmer out there, you know, to like, to like to with his <laughs> crops, and like, and the guy, the, the guy's like, yeah, you know what? I, I, you suck at golf. I, I bet, I bet I can win. You pick any partner. I'll take that dude that's farming, and we, and we'll beat you. And it was like a U.S. Open qualifier, <laughs> just wearing the overalls for three days. Though he was out right. there to set it up. Fez, Fez also makes me want to bet, not want to bet for different reasons. Like last week, he won't pay you. Last week was a good example. Ah, I'm joking. Of this. I'm, that's a joke. Last week, pays. we talked about the Herbert. Well, her, her, the Chargers winning a playoff game, and I knew that. Oh, betting it, he's going to ridicule. I knew that betting yeah, it plus money was like on the bad side for me, but I also know we're debating. I have, I believe in my side. You believed in yours. It was, yeah, it was good, good uh, banter. 
And then as soon as I make the bet, Fed start Fed starts ridiculing me for yeah. the price. And he like gets out his paper and he's like, this is what you should have got, dummy. Like he makes betting no fun. I know. I don't do that. You don't. I'd say it's it's great you're taking a stand. Yeah, you're, it's well, great you're taking a sucker bet. <laughs> when I mooned him, that was a little excessive. But Fed, you're like the poker guy that yells at the bad player. No, I don't do that. I love the bad players. I yell at the people who yell at the, the, the bad why players. Why yell at AJ? Because I like him. Oh, oh, it's his affection. Yes. You pushed a button on me and then laughed. At, but I know I like yeah, but that's only because I like you. All right, next up, Jared Goff. Okay. And uh, I I can't believe J- I got him 13th and they're saying no, he's 15th. It's almost the same. Yeah, but still, it's another minus. Derek Carr's really better than Jared Goff. I think so. Deshaun Watson? Matthew Stafford? Deshaun and Stafford both have huge question marks. I agree. Russell Wilson? Oh, no. Russell Wilson's right by. Russell Wilson is right the next after Jared Goff. That's stupid. (laughs) All right. But Russell Wilson's dropped like a rock. So you hold on uh, Jared Goff? No, I would. Let me think. 13? I'd double down on that one. That's one I really like. The more I keep hearing out of Lions camp, it's they're ready. Going to be a lot of overs. And I think in Lions I games. mean, the easiest thing to do is look at the guys that were drafted after. If you could go back, would you change your like? Would you take one of those guys instead? The reason why I I think I slept on I didn't even consider um, the guy uh, Deshaun Watson. Fez got him right after me. I I wouldn't have taken him over golf, but I think Watson is right in that. But the thing about Watson is that theory we I came up or you know that I have is because of the new two high defenses, his style of ball mm-hmm. might be part of the reason he he uh, struggled last year. We'll see. And then finally, Geno Smith at sixteen. I mean, may now see what's interesting is Derek Carr maybe. I think in Geno Smith isn't that far. I probably would wouldn't mind trading that. And you got Geno's got the better weapons, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially with the three now. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah. But but so what I'll say with my Geno Smith is I'll stay pat. Though I do like, the, but the you know when we did this draft a couple weeks ago, the weapons were the same. And uh, so I would say Jared Goff is the one I feel adamant about. And the, if I had to get rid of one, it would just be Trevor Lawrence, just because. He couldn't have gone any higher. Who would you have taken instead? In hind, like if you could redo it, if you had to pick again, I wouldn't here. So that, so what I'm saying is, it is what I'd pick again. But since it's as bad as he could be, this is as high as he could be picked. Okay, but he was the you right, had no value in him. But he was the, exactly he was the right pick. So if I'm picking fifth and the top four guys have gone, what can I do? I take the fifth guy. Okay, but I think if it's legitimately the fifth now, Herbert, obviously there's a. Uh, a principle. I mean, let's just say that pod was a lot funner because I took her or didn't take her of it, right? If I my life was on the line, I probably would take Herbert if my life was on the line. But I think it's close. I think Trevor Lawrence. What if Fez's life was on the line? Then for sure I'd stick to my guns with Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I don't know. Fez makes a lot of money for us, so yeah. Yeah, maybe I'd go with uh, Herber for you, for you, AJ, for sure. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Especially considering it's August 1st and here comes football Yeah, season. but I don't think you could die. In, you wouldn't die until the end of the season. Oh, I, that would be so rude of me. But I would got, never let that happen. But, but, 
<laughs> I mean, it'd be an execution, right? It'd be if Herbert went. You know, I'd go with Herbert for you, Fez. Get, you know, trending today was uh, rest uh, in that peace. Much affection, huh? Rest in peace, Fez was like one of the big. Tr- yeah. Someone named Fez died, and like well, it, was literally- the, it was an actor from the show Euphoria, uh-huh. and his character's name was Fezco. His name was Fez on the show. Yeah, literally, two people texted me. You okay? I tell you, I saw it. I go, for that response. I, I yeah. saw it, and I said, "He's not that famous. Come on." Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, "But this guy who died at twenty-five, his hairline was worse than yours." True. <laughs> I mean, how could that be? All right. So anyway, Mike Sando, we found a flaw in Sando's system. Let me ask you this, Faz. We'll go around the horn because obviously I have the crazy minus eighteen. Which one of mine do you most disagree with? Like, if you if you had and you some of you guys have faded me in different spots, mm-hmm. so and maybe that would automatically be it. But we'll start with you, AJ. Which one would you say? Um, well, let's take out Herbert over okay. Lawrence too, because obviously we know that that's a point of contention. And I'm playing a high level of difficulty there, but that's fine. Who do you got, Fess? I'm going to use this. I think it's a Shakespeare quote: mm-hmm. Julius Caesar. Like the the problem is not in our in our. And what's the quote? It's in the stars. The problem is in the stars, and okay. the problem is in the, the snake draft. You, 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 as soon as you had to pick fifth, but I, I bought fifth. Well, you, you bought fourth after me because you said I, me taking fifth means fourth must be good. Well, it's because we thought AJ would caveman Herbert. Yeah, I. That's so. A good way the, to so say the it. problem is they, they say in Julius Caesar, Caesar says in AJ's Herbert not selection non selection and in the stars. But in this Sando exercise, <laughs> like I. The Herbert was would have been the right choice. That's exactly the point. The fact is, you didn't pick her. The thing that throws us all off was Scott picking Hurt so high, and no one taking Rogers. Like those two things had to happen, and somehow you I... not taking Herbert. Like the things that had to happen is you didn't take Herbert. No one takes Rogers because I didn't want Rogers, and someone takes Hurts. It all had to go. It goes all goes back to Hurts going number two. <laughs> And coincidentally, I ended up with Rodgers as my second pick. So, I mean, I just ruined this whole draft. You did. <laughs> but, but let's go to Scott's stuff now. Scott, oh, I guess we're going to reverse order. So next we have only one other minus, and it's just barely minus. AJ had a minus one, which means pretty much on. And AJ quickly here, uh, first pick Josh Allen at three. Pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly what I wanted. I would have taken him at two. He was available at three. So And I- that's exactly where Sando had him. A lot of people, yeah, do it this. I, you you can say that as we go through. That. That's good. Um, people might think Burrow, but but when you look at the durability, you know, I will say Josh Allen's second half of the year was his worst half a year for two years. So, you know, last two seasons, but we'll see. Okay, next up for AJ was the Herbert fiasco. Obviously, it was good value there. You have any other thoughts? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Sando had him five. Any other thoughts on him? I, I, I'm glad that I got him there. I, I didn't expect to be able to get him with the with the turn. I figured taking Allen meant that I wouldn't get Herbert. But well, yeah, you think worked out. For I me. handed it to you, just just so just so the victory would be sweeter. All right, next up, AJ, all the way down at number fifteen, took Justin Fields. Twenty one on Sando's list. So minus six. What are you doing there? I'm probably not taking him at 15 again. So you're surrendering. Uh, probably surrendering him. But the, the reality is, I if I could do it over again, looking at the guys that were available, I'd just take Derek Carr there, who I got later anyway. Well, that means you could have got someone good. So you're saying maybe you would have gotten... I probably would have gotten Derek Carr I think and Justin fl- Fields with the other trick, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. the other pick. Probably so. And then uh, finally Derek Carr. So you 14th must- on Sando's list, and AJ had him 18th. So value there? Yeah. 
So hold, hold, hold Derek Carr. He literally could have flip flopped them both and had just Derek Carr one slot below the Sando list, and then taken yeah. Justin Fields two slots above the Sando list or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Okay. Now next up, Scott Seidenberg plus money plus slots, and Scott started with Jalen Hurts, and that wasn't so good at least against Sando. I'm I'm buying it. I'm doubling down. In fact, I'm so high on Jalen Hurts this year. Uh-huh. I'm high on the Eagles, but I think Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts is going to win the MVP in my opinion. He's he's my bet to win the most valuable player. There is one part. So Sando was on with Rosillo, and there is one part that tells me Fez that, that he they're thinking of it like you were, which is because they asked who do you think is better, Herbert or Hurts. And Sando said, well, let's think about this. Philadelphia, O-line, coaching, GM, you know, everything, offensive play calling, all high, high, high. Then you got Hurts. Right? How much does Hurts make up of that? Well, some, but not a ton or not as much as now you look at Herbert. How's the play calling? How's, you know, last year it was all pretty negative, right? Injuries, whatever. So he said, because of that, I think Herbert's the better quarterback. So that's telling me that they're not accounting. Our bets are accounting for how good the teams are because that's going to help your QBR. Not so much in the PFF, but they even admit there's still some of that blended in. So let's look at my guys. Do I have good situations? Right? So Jacksonville against their strength of schedule, you think. And no doubt. Good situation. Then if you think of Miami, certainly the best receivers in the game, you could say. And then we know the lines are rolling on yep. offense. That's all that matters. It's not like they're going to have big enough leads to just run the ball. And yeah. we got Seattle. Your guys have yeah. great situations. They've yeah, got I surroundings. Agree. I agree. So maybe I saw past the limitations of the Sando list. That's, that's entirely possible. All right, next up for Scott. Let's see here. Scott. Aaron Rodgers at nine, Boy, fourth a, on Sando's list. So plus five. What's your thoughts right now? I, I'm, I'm liking it, uh, especially seeing this list. I think I made a great selection here with Aaron Rodgers. Lucky that he fell to me. He is reunited with his offensive coordinator, whom he won back-to-back MVPs with, who he just came out and defended. He wasn't the offensive guy, so. He just came out and defended against Sean Payton, said that he's the best coach he's ever worked with in the NFL. Why? I think he said his favorite. His favorite. Yeah, that favorite was a distinction, coach. actually. But, <laughs> but, but, uh... I bet you said, you know, no, no. <laughs> but, but here's the interesting thing. Why did... Peyton say that it was so unusual. He apologized and said he maybe he still had his Fox analyst hat on. Which Except is, he was like a, the most boring analyst ever when he was on Fox. But here's what's interesting: that's code for saying I'm sorry. I told the truth. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean that's screwy. I mean, but I think it's just to make whatever happens this year seem like someone else's fault. I will say this: Week right? Five, Jets Broncos, Jets team total over. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for five touchdowns in that game. So you think he can't just whenever he wishes to? I think that's what's going to happen. All right, all right. All right, um, next up for Scott, Kirk Cousins, 12th, exactly 12th. 12th, exactly where Sando has him. Were you buy, or are you doubling down? you staying pat? Uh, I'm doubling so down because, like Ooh. Fez, I'm watching this quarterback oh. series. Oh, here we go. I, I am just, I'm enamored with Kirk Cousins. He is a very, he is a guy you want to root for. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm purposely not watching that show, just not have my brain inf- infected, apparently. <laughs> Good and, pick, big dog. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jones, number 19. Scott, again, right on the mark. Staying put. Uh, I'm not doubling down on this. I'm not going to abandon it either. I'm staying right put with Daniel Jones. So, Only because who would I have taken above him? I mean, I guess you can say, according to the, the Sando list, a yeah. guy like Matthew Stafford, who none of us took, but... 
Which I, I think I have serious question marks. I think now that we see, he's, for some reason, I thought he, when I saw the win total drop like that with the Rams, I'm thinking he's not even going to play. <laughs> I mean, who knows? And then if they have Cooper Cup back mm-hmm. and they got Aaron Donald, it can't be that bad of a team. I, I, I think Aaron Donald might be looking at the scrap heap of a defense and just say, what am I doing here? Let's, let's get that paycheck. Let's be honest, cashed. the Rams had a lot of years they weren't Super Bowl contenders that Aaron, you know. So. Yeah, he was a younger dude back then. All right. So. Scott was plus one, and after the disaster that was Hurts that screwed everything up, very positive picks. Fez. Now, some would say who won this by this competition, this very myopic, narrow-viewed view of it, but some would say unimaginative. I say, like an actuary, Fez, plus six. Do you feel good about this, or do you feel like you you took it too – you were too much just following – what everyone thought. I too much. I followed by the. I, I I played the blackjack by the book, and I made the decisions I was supposed to make. But you know what? Kind of boring. Kind of boring. And you know, it, it right right off the top, you know, with Joe Burrow, number four, hey, plus two. You have to pick that. I have to pick him. But you know, I'm. Well, I'm not, I would have loved I'm, you to do something else. I'm not. I'm not doubling down. I'm standing. Oh, up if Burrow. I got Burrow five, it would have been awesome. with the cold, the calf thing to start the year, and That's you know, bad. yeah. So I'm just standing with Joe Burrow, and you know, I got to say. Uninspired number seven, Lamar Jackson. I don't even no, like. No, it. actually, I would make the case that went against your, you know, your inclination. You saw the value. Mm-hmm. I thought Lamar Jackson's was probably one of the more higher rated mistakes or mistakes of higher ranking, right? I think for you know, as what does I, that mean? I think Tua was underranked, but I think that that Lamar was overranked, right? Meaning. Seven, so the only quarterbacks better than him. No one's going to question Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and even Herbert. With Hurts, okay, he one year, but one year as good as Lamar's MVP year. It was last year. He's trended up every year. Mm-hmm. Lamar's had two years where he's been hurt significantly. So basically, the best he can be is seven, and I picked him seven. But but that's who they picked him seven. Yep. So I don't blame you. I blame this system. It's like, and I, you know, at some point, I mean, Baltimore is invested in getting him really good weapons. I'm reading a lot of good things about Baltimore's offense, or at least people are saying really good things about Baltimore's but offense. Where like, are oh, you reading bad things? Correct about anyone. But right? the the talk is in that the, the, talk, the, the talk the talk is is that OBJ looks healthy, and this Zay Flowers rookie has incredible burst and moves, and that Lamar's finally got weapons. You know, RJ brings up a great point because everything is, is it's all optimism. Like most of these, and these, even the beat writers, you know, they're not going to get access to the interviews unless they write good things. So you got to be very careful. I think the only time that we read like negative stuff, wasn't it last year, Daniel Jones, there was like, it was negative stuff. And I think it was like Brian Dable didn't want anybody filming the practice because he didn't want any information about what. Daniel Jones or the offense looked like to get out into the public. Yeah. And people took that as like, oh, it's a negative. He must think that they look bad. But I think he was just playing, he was just trying to be cute or play coy. There was an old, outdated song that's now probably against the law. It was called No Means or uh, No Means Maybe and Maybe Means Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. It was like some weird song about. <laughs> and I think Rush Limbaugh used to play it. Ironic. <laughs> But no, seriously. Oh, but yeah, look it up. It's there. Um, I think that's the course. Well, 
in the camps, when you've got the beat reporters, it's kind of the opposite. If they say it's great, it's good. Mm-hmm. If they say it's good, it's average. If they say it's average, it's horrible. So I think we just got to slot down one, mm-hmm. you know? And because of that, I'm not so excited about any these camp reports. Though, if it's very specific, if it's like so-and-so's accuracy looks good and you question the accuracy, or the burst looks there, I think you can take that a little more legitimately because it's if it's a good uh reporter because they're looking for that they're giving it to yeah. you you know i agree with you feds there is part of kissing butt to keep in favor of the team uh, or with the team read some texans reports <laughs> it, it, it ain't great <laughs> what are they saying uh cj stroud struggling davis mills may end up having to start the season like it's not a lot of uh, not a lot of shine being put on. Well, the then I would right say that's but they're bad. Bet, but they're betting Texans over. Yeah, it brings up another point. When you have a team that's been bad for a long time, it's easier to be negative about. Sure. It because it's like it feels like what your habit is. You yeah, it's not like it's not like they're going to kick you out of the media days and not let you in the stadium unless you're really like like rampant in your criticism. Yeah, yeah. There's been few yeah. re- revoking of press passes, but that really makes you wonder what you did. I know you won't tell us, but. I- <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I always thought it had something to do with Harden, but he wasn't even on the team. He was a basketball player. But him and Harden had a feud. Maybe they ran into the strip club. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Does Harden go to strip clubs? He lives there. I haven't heard. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. All right. Now, where are we at? Oh, so we're still going down Fez's list. Okay. Lamar Jackson. But But, but my point is this. Last thing about it. Last year, even, we heard how smart the Ravens were for customizing the offense to Lamar. It's like, here's the one guy that can do it, and the the OC, and yeah, people thought he should play wide receiver. Hall of Fame-type GMs thought he should play wide receiver. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's because they thought he couldn't play in a normal NFL offense at the time, but now this is custom for him. And no, we've never seen the likes of Lamar. I think that's legitimate. I think he deserved the MVP in 19. It's been downhill since, but I I appreciate that. Now you're bringing in a a conventional NFL offense. I know the guy was just at Georgia, but Mm -hmm. still, the assumption is that Lamar was ready for that last year, maybe even the year before. Well, aren't the Ravens the smartest team in the country? I mean, like, generally, every decision they make is brilliant. Why would they have kept the OC that was playing an offense with training wheels that he no longer needed? AJ, any questions? I don't have a response to that. So somehow the Ravens made that drastic mistake, so now we're going all the way from a custom offense to a conventional offense. Doesn't that seem like a big question? Yeah. Yep. I think that Lamar could be 15th or 18th easy on this list. But he's got playmakers now. I just don't know how, just because we know OBJ, OBJ's name, how much more of a playmaker All right, it, so throw more screens. I think, it still counts in the stats. I think what's interesting about Fez's team is it's very boom or bust. Like, he did take a lot of risk with his team. Like, Well, I agree with Lamar. Which other one is Deshaun oh, Watson. Watson? Watson could be a top-five quarterback, or he could, you, be, he could be benched by what But when 10. you get him a 14, it's kind of hard. To, how much worse is he going to be than yeah, that? Yeah, you know, I'm doubling down on Watson because he— Yeah, so he was just trying to act like that was the bad big, thing. Big, I mean, I go back to, like, he single-handedly beat Alabama. I mean, dude dude has, like—, like it's, it's, that was tremendous. Two, that was two ACLs ago. That's fair enough. I mean, yeah, I think he got value there. He did. 
I mean, he's certainly better than Justin Fields in that spot. Yeah. Well, Justin Fields another boomer bust pick. Like Justin What's Fields, the like, boom? He completes fifty percent of his passes. No, no, the boom is like he runs enough that his QBR is not a nightmare. All right. Um, <laughs> so Fez, all in all, the one you like best. Oh, and then you had Russell Wilson. You, you know, you, I'm you just got the reclamation process. I am worried about Russell Wilson. You know, this reminds me. I was, I was looking at my team. He waddles when he walks. There was a year. I, 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 one year. I was in an NBA draft. All right, it was a disaster, and I picked. I picked nothing but like, like problem um, players, and um, like, like Darius Miles and the like. And it's like, and I finished in last place, predictably. And I'm like, things could go south here. Although there's, you know, there's a high upside though. Um, but. I don't like. I already lost. I already lost a wide receiver for Denver. You know, right off the right off the pat, the 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 bat. You know. Okay, so Fez, you won by this competition. I tied for last. Wasn't it funny when I said minus eighteen's horse? See, self-deprecating hmm. people. All right, let's finish up the NFL. Um, we talked about the Jets in pre-production. Fez, I think you were skeptical about this. The more we dug in, the more it seems like the Jets are underrated right now. Now, McKenzie did some good work. So the question was, how good were the Jets last year? How good are they this year? What's changed? And has Aaron Rodgers been properly accounted for in the odds in the season win total? Now, Fez, your first thought was to look at last year's season win total. But my thought was, well, don't we want to look at the end of the season assessment of them? Because that's just new information that we have to take advantage of. You agree with that, generally? I, I did. How good were they to end the year? That's our starting point. I like that. All right. So we had three different views of it. McKenzie put this together. One was our proprietary fourth quarter win share, which is very predict, or not predictive. It's very telling about what happened. And it says they should have only won six and a half games. The Pythagorean wins, which is about the scoring margin, and the estimated wins from Football Outsiders, both were 7.9. So we took the average, and we leaned a little bit because it was two and two and three. Two said 7.9. We're, we're kind of coming in at seven and a half. All right, seven and a half was how good they were last year. Mm-hmm. Now Aaron Rodgers changed, but let's forget about that. That's the last piece we'll put into the puzzle. How good was were they on turnovers? Did they get lucky? Did they get unlucky? That's one of the things between seasons you want to look at. It's a full game they get positively. They were hurt by a full game in turnovers. And that's not just saying every turnover is unwarranted. It's saying based upon turnover-worthy plays, how many they should have had, they ended up having significantly more. Okay, then we looked at strength of schedule because that's something you consider year to year. If a team had an easy schedule last year, a hard schedule this year, boy, that can make a big difference in how you perform. Well, they had the hardest schedule by PFFs. Uh, was it PFF or football? football outsiders? The hardest schedule was the Jets. This year it says fifth. That means it's getting easier, but we just kept it flat, you know? Because we, whenever I have a theory, I like to err against the theory to still see if it still works. Because, you know, might, might as well have a margin of safety fast. And then um, if we look at home games and road games, nine versus eight, they have nine now. Scott, you make the point they have 10, right? Yeah, because one of their road games is against the Giants. So that's a point and a half right there, or probably a point. Because even if you're if you're playing the Giants and you're the road team and you're the Jets, it's still worth a point, right? 
Yeah, it has so, to be because they get the they get the tickets. The Giants fans. Yeah, have the I tickets. think that's the main drive. Yeah, so instead of a two home field, it's a one home field. Yeah, I think in that so. one. So you say, but there's point. no travel. You yeah. you stay. You practice yeah. in your own facility, and you you have your own locker room. And so you pick up two more points for being home one more game. You you're not on the road. You pick up two points there, so that's four. You pick up one for the Giant game. Now it's five points. So that's like one seventh of a one. Yeah, point so one four little things, and um, so finally when you add it all up, we have it at. Uh, so Mackenzie, when we added back in the strength of schedule, eight point six, eight point six was last year's thought of how good they really were, and this year the win total is nine and a half, nine point six. We got mm. so it's exactly a, a game because it's a little bit on the over or nine and a half, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so now thirty-five points is a win, is how we figure it. So we do the math and we say, okay, it's about two points a game, two point one points a game left to get from eight and a half, eight point six to nine point six, right? Okay. Yes. So that means the last variable, because there's nothing else. I mean, you could say the running back Hall is going to be back soon. He missed the whole second half of the season. That's they haven't really lost anyone, right? That would make yep. them even better. And they would get even better if they signed Dalvin Cook. Which they cleared cap space. I think it was for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, Fez, if we look at the collective quarterback play from the Jets last year, and we look at Aaron Rodgers projected on this year, and let's not forget, that's the quarterback projected to be, what, the fourth best? Yep. The fourth best quarterback in the NFL from what they were last year. How many points a game could, do you estimate that to be? Five. And that's conservative. All right. So five points a game, and it's only two point one points is what needs what to be the market up is at quarterback. Yeah. What's going on? Looks like the market's miss is undervaluing the Jets, and obviously, but why? What's it? I think it's driven by the strength of schedule. A lot of people aren't doing the math; they're just saying they got a tough schedule, right? You see that division? I think it's that, and I think mm. there's skepticism about Rodgers. And I think they're looking at just the actual number of games they won and not what they should have won. I think that's really what they're using. They're using that seven wins. Hey, they won seven, and now they've got Rodgers. Now they'll win nine and a half. I, I think it's that simplistic. Yeah, most people don't have access to fourth quarter win share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and right? if we do five points per game, that's two and a half wins better, almost exactly. Yeah, so the Jets last year averaged 17.4 points per game. And if you look at their schedule last year, if they just scored 21 points in every game, they would have been 11 and six. Now, if you want to add Fez's five-point whatever to the 17.4, and let's say the Jets scored 22.5 points per game, that 11-6 and six becomes 12-5. and What did Green Bay score last year? 21.8, which was, was the lowest year. the lowest for an Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team other than 2017 when Rodgers only played seven games. And if you look at Football Outsiders, I think they were like between 10th and 12th in, in offense. So, you know, top third of the league. They started slow. They picked up. They had young receivers. I think we, should, 11, bet on, yep. I think we should find a way to bet on the Jets, RJ. You know something? Let's see. Let's see. So if anyone disagrees, you can pull out. I think we make, you know, I'll take the record on this, but we'll make this a uh, pod pick. Everyone agree? Yes. Yes. All right. I'll bow out. You're out. So make your case. Uh, I just don't trust Aaron Rodgers. I, I've talked about it so before. Bet- Here's the thing. You're not betting against me. You're betting with me now. 
You should, if you're not gonna, if you're gonna blind not bet against me, you should blind bet with me. I probably should, but no. <laughs> but make your case. I, I just think that the the forty year old wall again. I, I, until I see someone besides Tom Brady beat Father Time, well, I'm just remember, gonna. Drew Brees in his forty year old year was like six in QBR. So I think his engagement's up. But, but was Drew Brees? Where was Drew Brees the year before? No, he was good all those years. Because Aaron Rodgers was down last year, and now we're hoping that he comes back. Well, in but, year but that's 40. the thing: if if down is the tenth best offense, like it's down compared to the MVP, right? But the MVP would be seven or eight points better than the Jets last year. Yeah. We're saying five. We're we're like saying he's downgraded by like two two and a half points. We're just saying he's got to be, you know. Literally a point and a half better than an average quarterback. I will say you Starting guys, you guys' argument here is making me less bearish on the Jets. I'm not persuaded over to the other side, but I, I'm probably against fading the Jets. I'm slightly bearish on the Jets relative to normal expectation, meaning out in the media. This nine point six is not that. If they go, you know, think nine and eight is the close is 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 just barely losing this bet. Who thinks nine and eight isn't a bad season? It's a bad season for the Jets. Yeah. yeah. So if they, go, if they it's go a ten disaster. And, if they go ten and seven, the thought is ah, uh, not man. great, but maybe the playoff they'll do well in the playoffs. Right? They, w- they won't take ten and seven right now. You so say you can have ten and seven, like pff, and we'll screw you. We'll 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 take our chances. And we'll be cashing our bets. Yes. Now, Fez, we're thinking, do we go with the season win? Do we go with the to make the playoffs? I think for this pod. To the season wins make it makes more sense because they're more widely available. Yes. So over nine and a half, a little extra vig, is the bet. We're thinking about the playoffs based on what prices we can get. Yeah. So we looked at you know last year how many how likely is it for a team if they win nine games are they going to make the playoffs because if they win ten, they should make the playoffs and it's going to go over nine and a half. So either way, we should win. So the real question, if they only win eight, they're probably not going to make the playoffs unless they're the Chicago Bears. The nine is the swing state. If they win nine, they're going to make the playoffs. You know what? they got a decent shot. It might not quite be 50%, but, you know, only nine teams in the entire NFL won 10 or more games last year. Since they expanded the playoffs in 2020, there have been teams in both conferences to make the playoffs with nine wins. Last year, the year before, 2020 was the first year of it. Only the Bears at 8-8 eight and eight made the playoffs. So if you want to count, nine wins or less. But every year, nine wins has gotten you into the playoffs. And what I now, really, sometimes nine wins doesn't get you in. But yes, you can get in with nine wins. What I really like about this, this derivative, is that derivatives aren't on any screen. you got to go through one by one and, and search for that and search for the best number. So what happens is that the season wins being, yes, they're much more liquid. Everyone's dealing them. But they're also much more copied. Everybody's dealing almost the same number, whereas the odds to make the playoffs, it's not unusual to see a variance where one book might have yes minus 130, another book yes minus 112. You know, big differences of 10, 15, 20 cents. So I'm very excited about the prospect of getting out my shopping cart (laughs) and seeing what I can find on those Jets to make the playoffs at various markets and and basically shave off a bunch of VIG off of this bet. For example, on DraftKings, the Jets over 9.5 is minus 115. The Jets to make the playoffs is minus 130. All right. There's an option. So that's our bet. Now, the last thing I'll say is, AJ, you have some skepticism about the Jets and pessimism. So did... Sleepy Jay and McKenzie, they did a pod. They actually like Jets under. And McKenzie, 
obviously us disagreeing is fine. I mean, it's bad for you, but it's fine. <laughs> Historically, yeah. Uh, w- w- give us your 30-second take and if you've had a reevaluation. It's really fascinating because this whole pod recording experience, pre-production anyway, was really backtracking every point that I made on that pod and reconsidering it. And it really boils down to I thought Rodgers was be giving, given worth like three wins. Our fourth quarter win share was six and a half, so nine and a half, three wins. But really, they got unlucky last year. They lost... Uh, you know, a lot of bad turnovers, a lot of strength of schedule things. They had the hardest strength of schedule. I didn't know that. So I think the one-and-a-half games make sense for Rodgers. In fact, I think he's a little underpriced. Last thing, in between seasons, these are the four main factors, I think, or five if you count the fifth being change of personnel. Change of personnel. And also the aging curve. If your key player is look like they're hitting the wall, like Russell Wilson, you, you'd have to account for, hey, it looked like he was getting old last year. Maybe it's deceiving, but you got to think there's a chance he's getting older, sure. right? Obviously, if Brady played another year, you would, you couldn't give Brady the exact. But mostly, that's not going to be the case. One year isn't going to make the huge difference. So now, what are the other factors? One is strength of schedule last year relative to this year. If last year you had the fifth hardest and this year you have the first hardest, you actually are going to win less games this year in theory. So, But it could be the opposite, 30 and 25. Whatever it is, it's relative. You want the easier schedule this year if you want to win more games and harder if you want them to win less games. Okay, turnovers. Not all turnovers are created equal, but uh, we assess through – uh, how many turnover-worthy plays there are versus how many there turnovers there should be versus how many there was. And we actually look at the value, EPA-wise, of each of the turnovers. And, oh, health. Health is not a stat that stays sticky year to year. How many injured uh, players were there, starters, versus ideally weighted the quarterback or war. Some weighted injury stat is key. And... um is that it, or was there anything else? I should well, I think regarding the, the health, we should oh. we should address just the fact that they only had one competent quarterback, Mike White, and he wasn't competent when he got injured. You know, so that's you know. Yeah, that, their quarterback play in general wasn't was horrible, yes. and that's why I mean the market is saying like two points a game. That would be like literally, I mean, I'm not. I mean, who's like a who's like the 20th best quarterback and like is just no one's excited about Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, like Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill would be two points better than what the Jets had last year. Aaron Rodgers has to be or most likely has to be better than that. And then finally close games. Now some people look at wins by one score or less. I hate that stat. I hate that stat because think you can be up by 14 and give up a, a, a late touchdown with 20 seconds left because you let them march down the field because you didn't care if they scored one. You just wanted to burn clock. Now that was a close win. Didn't the Lions-Eagles, wasn't that like a 38-35 game and was like a blowout the whole well, way? Well, yeah. Well, we were laying three in that game, yeah. but there, um, So to me, fourth quarter win share is a perfect way to do it, which is we assess every minute mark or every play of the fourth quarter, what their chance to win was based on the NFL's assessment. And then we average it with a weight towards later in the quarter. and But there's other ways to do it. But in general, that tells you how many close wins they had. So Minnesota, for example, and you want to pull that up, McKenzie, just to get our fourth quarter win share for them. They won 13 games. Everyone knows, oh, one score games, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, maybe. But if we look at the fourth quarter win share, it tells us. They were 3.7 games lucky. All right. So th- almost four extra wins. So we adjust, but that's still nine. Nine points. Nine, nine point, yeah, in eight. So, yeah. but still, it's not just, to me, close wins is a blunt way to do it. I think it's funny that people will use their 
score or their record in one score games, they'll use it like for or against them. Like it's it can be bad or it can be good. Be, oh, they come they well, come through with the tight says, games. Anyone that says that square, it's, you should want to bet. Say, hey, we should bet some of your opinion. Yeah, because it, it, we know statistically in the long run those games even out. Yeah, right. And thus, if you win a bunch of them, you got like it doesn't mean the next year you're going to regress. Right. Next year could be it just has the same chance of them being positive in one score games this year as last year. Hmm. Right. Entering the year. You agree with that, Fez, right? I do. I don't care how many times I flip this coin in a row in its heads. The next one is 50 50. If the Vikings are tied with five minutes to go versus an even team, is it not minus 110? I mean, is it even minus 111 because they won so many games last year? No, no one is going to factor that in. I actually am going to disagree. I'm going to say it should be like minus 117. I do think it's it's a factor, but it's not not enough to really move the needle to any amount. So there's a couple questions here, and then we'll wrap for this episode. We got another one coming right up. By the way, there's a gambling controversy, and the boys have an opinion. I bet there's a lot of sanctimony. I don't even know their opinion. But it's going to be sanctimonious is my guess. That's my prediction. But, Fez, are we booking the line for the public or are we booking it for results? Are we trying to split the action or results? Because action, it would be some people believe in the hot hand. That's, you would shade it that way. Is that what you're talking about or you think there's a legitimate reason that it should be higher? It would be naive to completely throw it in the trash can and say it was complete and utter randomness. But I think that directionally, I agree that most of it was was random. Uh, yeah, but but, I but think- the point that, that is not random. The point you're saying that means it shouldn't be even money. Mm-hmm. He was saying one ten, assuming a twenty cent straddle. If there's no vig, should it be even money with Minnesota in that spot, or should they legitimately be minus one seven or one oh seven? And if one oh seven, why minus one oh seven? Because here's a team that. I can't ignore the fact that it that there some, might be something. Something happened that there I, might I, be I flip a coin, I get nine heads and one tail, and I and it's not necessarily a completely fair coin. There's probably something. Well, I mean, so, so you wouldn't bet it necessarily, but if it was a forced bet at even money, you certainly would go with the chance at something. Yes. I mean, do you do you guys believe that some people perform better under pressure? Well, that's that could be a, a week's worth of pods, right? I mean, there's been that debate like crazy. But I think that, like, if that exists, then it's not flipping a coin. There is a human element. But statistically, to it. if you look at the results, it seems to be random. And it's like thirty guys that go into an NFL result, not just one. Well, not if it's five, but in a game, that's fair. Um, here's why I think that I would say there is a reason for there to be a little extra on a little extra chance to the hot team. If the result is coming right off the heels of the last hot thing, which is there is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Anyone's ever shot basketball knows that there is such a thing as a zone, right? Or whatever, you know, pitching quarters, whatever you're doing, you feel good about it and you have confidence or you don't. That's kind of what I meant. Like there's guys who they feel good in that moment. They feel calm and like they're not nervous or whatever. But you you played tennis, RJ. So there's a guy that you probably I, I did. It's been years. But there's yeah. probably a guy that you oh you that was close in, in skill to you, but you beat almost all the time. Uh, but you'd beat all the time. Six four seven five, and every time it got to five five, you're like, I'm gonna win. Yeah, that's true. And to the point where <laughs> it was the first two years we were in Vegas. I was playing with Tom. I I was like seventeen and zero against him. He got up. It was a windstorm. We would play two, you know, best of three sets, and he got up like five two in, in a second. It was up the first set. And I came back and won. And he literally, when I won, he turned and took his racket and smashed it into the ground like four <laughs> times. And he broke, the, the head broke off and just walked, left, that, left it there, walked away, never played tennis again. 
Yep. Not, <laughs> He wins forty eight. <laughs> he wins forty eight percent of the points, but not not up five two. It was he one doesn't. of my proud moments. And now he despises pickleball. <laughs> now he hates Federer. <laughs> yeah, listen, the hot hand thing was the thing in basketball. They wrote a there was a big paper on it that said there is no hot hand. Then like ten years later, they wrote another one that said they were wrong. So as much as we say trust the science, a lot of this stuff is is us. With the best guess now. And I think the only thing you can really measure is free throw shooting because everything else is like a guy who's got the hot hand gets double teamed, gets harder to make shots. They get harder. So I guess Minnesota, there can't be a hot hand if it's not free throw shooting. All right, next episode, like we said, is going to be hot. And remember, the upcoming weeks, hotter still. Stay tuned.